podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined this week by Sebi. What are you saying, Sebi? What's good, man? Back in, uh, you know, in good spirits. So, they're know. calling you a winner. In certain circles, they're calling you a winner. Hey, are you man, a winner? Bro. Winners only, man. Winners only. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm also joined by Elijah. Goes by the nickname Bolongoli for, for business reasons only. <laughs> uh, what are you saying, Elijah? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Good, good, good. We've got a lot to cover this pod. It's been a busy week. I can't remember the last time we didn't have a busy week with a midweek game and obviously the weekend games too. So let's let's get down to business. Uh, yesterday, we picked up our first trophy in six years, I believe. Uh, yeah. The Carabao Cup, uh, a f- trophy for Ten Hag in his first year at the club. Um, Elijah, talk me through the, the build-up to the final. Um, obviously, we had the game against Barca, but talk me through the build-up to the final, how you're feeling, what you thought about the lineup, uh, and then we'll talk about the kind of the post-game reactions and what, what this means going forward. Um, I didn't. Uh, I, I was pretty fine, fine to be fair. I, I saw a lot of people were nervous, but I was like, yeah, man, it's the Carabao Cup final. Um, like, we just need to be serious, really, and just try and just... We win the game. Um, the performance didn't matter as much because obviously Barcelona um, and we're, com- we're, we're coming off quite a heavy schedule. So just wanted to see a decent enough performance. We win the game. Um, hopefully do it in 90 minutes and then mm-hmm. get out of there and just roll on. So I wasn't really nervous. Um, just kind of just waiting for the game. Just more in trepidation if we did lose because it's never good to lose in a final especially with the schedule we've had to basically play all those games just to lose in the final that would have really got got my head hot so um nah that that was pretty much it the lineup was um as expected really wasn't really surprised about anything I, I i thought he would go with fred because you know i feel like i feel like fred um, he will have a 
half that will manage to keep him in the team. <laughs> so it seems like every game he has a shit half and a quality yeah. half. Yeah. So what were you anticipate? Were you anticipating that Fred would get what 45, 60 minutes, or were you just thinking that just be our, we'd be lucky and we'd get the good Fred for for however long he was on the pitch? I, 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 I have no idea. I, I like, I'm glad you I said that. That's the honest. That's the honest answer. Nobody knows of Fred. I can't. Um. So I, I thought we would go with Fred because he managed to claw it back in the second half versus Barcelona after he was yeah. terrible in the first. Um. And then um. Yeah, their cost. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's I, a stalwart. He's the first name on the team sheet right now. Yeah, man, but it's like <laughs> it's getting, it's getting. Uh, it's not that it's getting annoying, but it's just like it's getting spooky. This guy's not a striker. <laughs> he's actually not a striker. It's like, crazy. He, he does everything that a striker. Like he's he's uh, he's yeah, man, he's whatever. But I thought he, he could be in the team because he, he does. He does allow Rashford to play off the left, and um, it does help our attack a smidge. But really and truly, that's just because he's a body who plays up front. So that's mm. it. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing else really surprising. Um, Anthony wasn't surprising. He done well second half versus Barcelona, so we wasn't surprised about him coming in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, Elijah touched on it, and we talked about it before the pod started. Uh, now we've won it. It's very much a feeling of, yeah, business as usual, Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's nice to to win something after so long, but nobody's really like jumping for joy. But the, the ramifications if we'd lost, and and I guess what was at stake. Do you do you consider this a a high pressure match for the team? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I definitely um, feel like a, a, a loss here could have. Uh, impacted um, our season and impacted and there would have probably been some type of hangover um, that would have lasted like a couple of games because um, one, obviously, Carabao Cup is not a cup that, you know, is highly regarded, but it's the first trophy you can win um, in England um, for the rest of the season. But And then two, it's also um, just sets like a mentality and just kind of like sets your store out like, okay, we're winners now. This is the feeling. Now do you want to get used to this feeling? Like let's go on and win more or, you know, like it, it just kind of like sets that out for the team. So if we did lose, um, maybe, it you know, it could start to play in some players' minds. I know like with Oli, we got to a few finals and again, like we collapsed or collapsed at like vital points. So you can end up like, you know, Raising a, a bunch of losers, even though we have <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> a bunch of losers, bro. Just oh, hey, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm to say? so yeah, yeah. I, I I hear you. Let's let's actually get into the game itself. Um, it wasn't our best performance, was it? No, nah, man. It's one of those games, as Elijah mentioned, bro. It's, it's a it's a robbery, man. Like I wish I had a mask on right now. I had a mask on right now. That's what it is, bro. It's a robbery thing, bro. Like, like, bro, like it, you have to pull your ski mask down to get in and get out, bro. That's what that's what it is because you know the our, our schedule has been. Um, insane has been hectic, man. Schedule, uh, schedule has been hectic. Newcastle, our world coach team, mm. although I feel like they've been on the decline at for at, like in regards to like recent weeks, it's, it's a final, 
So they're going to be up for it. They had Bruno yep. coming back, who for me is a is a top top midfielder. And um, yeah, man, I feel like they 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 controlled or they kind of had us the, the the majority of the game, but we just had the quality when it counted. And ultimately, that's what you want. You know, you want in the the final in, in the most important games of the season. You know, if you're not playing well, your your stand up players just step up and, and win you the game. Agreed, agreed. Um, let's let's talk about that. A couple of big goals from a couple of big players for us this season. See, Casemiro, he's had a bit of time uh, on the bench after getting sent off against Leicester. Uh, he grabs the first goal from a Luke Shaw free kick. Um, good header, man. Good he's header. good there. He is, isn't he? <laughs> he is like... This is he's not what there. I expected. He's been such a like a revelation as a player. Like, <laughs> like for me, like in terms of what I thought we were getting and what we've actually got. Like you said, he's living out his box-to-box midfielder dreams, but generally he just consistently, apart from like locking shit down defensively, he consistently has moments, man. He consistently it's, has moments. He's really good in the air. That was a great like, header. It's actually ju- just mad because at 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 Robert, he he was just doing a thing where he'll just sit. We were just sitting back and observing, observing yeah. for like eight years. Now he's like, you know what? I'm gonna show my whole. I'm gonna show my whole repertoire. I'm like, fam, fair enough. Like, I mean, he's still the thing is, yeah. That second half, there were times where this guy will try to play the craziest pass first time through. And I'm like, brother, please, I love you so much, but please, it needs to stop, man. It needs Bro, to stop. I think his passing completion was 58% yesterday. Bro, like, he was moving so mad. It's like, you know what? It's so bad because we've, we've actually complained about Bruno for years and we're, and we're actually... I can't, like, I can't do it. I, I can't not speak on it. I love Casemiro, but yeah. I can't not but speak bro, on it. Bro, I can't even lie. I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna let him get I'm gonna let him get away with it. Call me a hypocrite, call me what you want. I'm gonna let him get away with it. I'll call you a lot of things, bro. I'll call you a lot of things. You have to deep it like when uh Bruno Fernandez was scoring 27 goals a season, I was coming on this pod every single week and telling you guys and any of our listeners that he's not a good footballer. That's every fine. single week. This is a guy whose job it is to operate in the final third, to actually create killer passes, and he was doing that. Despite mm-hmm. his, his his wastefulness, mm-hmm. Casemiro is our defensive midfield. Do you know what my issue is? Out of every ten passes, he'll try something crazy four or five times. Yep. Just one or two out of every ten, one or two, because he has got some really good passes through the lines and over the top in his locker. But he tries them way too much, and the impact is when you have him in the midfield and Bruno Fernandez in the midfield is that all our games are just end to end. We never have any control of any game, even if we're two three nil up. Teams are still able to get through. They get into our final third, and he's having to shut shit down. We we got we got to have a little bit of an inquest. No 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 no. Do you know what? Maybe he's doing it just to give himself more 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 work. Maybe maybe he's that good. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna be mad, so I so I can give myself more work. <sighs> I mean, like, I mean, I, like, I, I saw the pass completion today, and I was like. No, you have to. Do you know what? It's, it's crazy to me is that I would have thought Ten Hag would have stamped this out already. No, like, boss, I think he's let. I think he is letting his nuts hang, man. What the fuck? What, like, what's going on what, here? What Bruno was to Solskjaer is what Casemiro is to Ten Hag. He's like, you know what, fam? I can't lie. 
This is just do you. Now. Just do you, man. Just express yourself out there. Just yeah, like, don't to our team success. That I'll let you. I'll let you have this because if I try to rein you back a bit, maybe you might just let that attacking midfielder get past you one too many times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I, I, I'll be intrigued to see like the third top of midfielder we need, apart from like Bruno Fernandez actually leaving, is we need a. Um, Tempo set a guy who can put his foot on the ball and actually just help us retain possession. And I'll be intrigued to see how that impacts the way Casemiro approaches games. Because, like you said, we saw him for eight, nine years at Real Madrid, just give it to Modric and Cruz. So that was one end of the spectrum. And you've got him, he's gone to the complete opposite end of the spectrum where we just want him in the middle. I don't not want him making passes because, like I said, he can hit really good passes, but you cannot be turning over the ball, you cannot be mishitting simple passes as often as he does, as good as he is defensively and as great as he's been and the fact he's been a transformative presence in the team alongside a couple of other players, I've I got, got to put my hands up. But good, good header yesterday. Mm. Cool. And then Seb, the second goal, Marcus Rashford has been given to him. Now, Streets tried to take it away from him, but the guy's going to... He's good. Rashford might step on your block, man. Hey. He might step on your block. That's, that's, this, that's, that's him right now. He's going everywhere. And he's eating, regardless. He's taking your corners. Listen, whatever, corners, whatever it is, man, whatever it is, wherever it is, bro, he, he he's turning up and and he's letting his nuts hang, man. So <laughs> yeah, bro, like, that's 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 the boy right now, man. He's in. You know what? Yeah. Even like I, I, for me, I feel like the last two games he hasn't really played well. But what what you know, like let's say for example, like the like we'll get onto Barca, but. Mm. Um, let's just uh, about the game like yesterday. I don't think he played well, but I felt like um, with Rash, he's just a constant threat. He's someone that you have to consistently like think about, and you can tell that Newcastle. As soon as he got the ball, there was two men straight away. Like there's two men straight away, mm. and they weren't really trying to let it go one v one. And one thing I've also realized with Rashford um, is like if the team is like playing poorly that 100% impacts his performance. Like, um, doesn't mean that he won't turn up and score. It just means his overall performance is 100% going to be impacted by how well, like, everybody is. And what, that what, was it, one of those games. That's a good point. In what way, what, what do you see in his performances when the team is and isn't playing well? What are the differences, do you think? I think the amount of times he gets the ball. So the amount of times he gets the ball, like, you know, you know, like Rooney, like Rooney wanted to drop in and get touches. Like just get touches on the ball, feel the ball, and they, they feel the way they, they can feel themselves into the game. Like feel feel the way into the game. Um, similar to like Rash, when he doesn't have the ball for for long periods of time, I feel like he's still a bit cold. Um, so when he does get the ball and try one thing, it doesn't. Sometimes it it, it doesn't really um, it doesn't come off, but it also looks worse because he hasn't had the ball for so long. And in your head, it's probably like a worse performance because if you ain't had the ball for like ten. For, for like five or ten minutes, and the one time he gets it, he takes some. He tries to take somebody on and loses it. In your head, you're like, "Ah, oh, this guy, like, he's he's playing poor." But he hasn't had the ball for ten minutes. Mm, but I, I, I feel like it was fifty fifty yesterday. Like, there's some I, he... I feel like he could have passed and he shot. But I was still happy that he was able to go past a player and get. Yeah, a shot. It was a interesting. Fun. You make that point. I thought he grew into it, especially yeah. after Casemiro scored. But what I tend to see in like Elijah Reem, Seb, you can let me know your thoughts. When we're struggling, I feel like when he gets the ball, he feels greater pressure to like, he has to do something. Like yeah. he has to do something decisive. It was almost like, because he's going so long without getting, it's like, he feels like, I have to get a shot. I have to do something. I have to yeah. try and score. 
<coughs> I have to try and beat a few players where he can play it a bit simply. I don't know what you guys uh, think, Reams. Welcome, Reams. Just talk about the difference in Rashford's performances when the team is getting a lot of the ball and he's getting a lot of the ball and when the team isn't necessarily getting a lot of the ball. Um, I the, the With Rashford, I feel like he's he's a guy that can affect a game, whether he's getting lots of touches or whether he touches the ball 10 times in a match. Like, he doesn't need the ball to be effective, in my opinion. So I feel like when people are judging whether Rashford's playing well or not, you have to ask yourself, what do you actually want from him, in my opinion? Like, right now, Rashford's primary focus in the team is to be our main goal-getter, essentially, right? So he has to be goal-hungry because there's no one else in that front line that's scoring goals instead of him. So if that means he gets less 1v1 opportunities because he's running in behind more, um, if he's trying to occupy the last line of the defence, the centre-backs a little bit more, so he he he's not playmaking as much, then I'm okay with that, in my opinion. Um, I think Seb made a good point in that if Rash ain't touching the ball, and then the ne- and then we ain't touching the ball, and then the next time Rashford gets the ball, he tries to take someone on and gets tackled, that's going to be frustrating, you know what I mean? But you have to ask yourself, how many times per game does someone really get the ball and go past the man? How successful are the best dribblers in the world beating a man? If Rashford's getting 10 1v1 opportunities a game, and he's making and he's going past his man once, then I feel I, I I'd understand the frustration. But if he's if he gets one two dribbling opportunities per game and doesn't get past his man, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily mean he's having a bad game. He's just not getting the ball. You know what I mean? Yesterday, um, he he won the free kick for the first goal in one of those opportunities. He drove at a defender, got fouled. Um, of course, you know, like he connected with Weghorst for the second goal. Straight away. Two goal contributions, in my opinion, from him. Uh, there was another um, occasion in the second half, like right at the start of the second half, where he gets the ball um, on the wing, cuts in, finds Fred on the edge of the box, wide open shot on the edge of the box. Fred like scuffs his shot wide, like literally, like yeah, I was sick of Fred. Yeah, great supernova. So I'm like straight away in a guy that's maybe touching the ball every 10, 10 minutes. He's already created three ghost shots I think shot shooting opportunities or scoring opportunities or whatever you want to call it yeah so in my opinion I feel like that's efficient play if you touch the ball 10 times and four times you make something happen for me that's efficient I don't know about anyone else I don't know if I'm no 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 I agree with you I think I think I think what it is is that um one like people like so so like agree with everything you said. Um, I feel like Rash is always going to be effective. I think my point was more so on, like, the comments about his general play. You see, like, and this is not my comment. I feel this is just, like, what I see. And I can understand why people say some things where uh, they think, like, he's playing poorly. But I feel like people say he's playing poorly, like, you know, we mentioned, because he might get the ball once in that 10-minute spell and lose that ball once. But they don't remember, as you mentioned, the pass for Fred. They don't remember he won the free kick. I feel like people are very quick to, like, forget those things. But, and also, on, like, the grand scheme of things, it's like, really should, like, 
if you want to analyze the game fairly, then like you really should remember it. But football fans don't really analyze the game fairly. Like we're just looking for the biggest highlight moments, which is the goals, the the six skills or whatever. So we're not really taking in the some of these chances or and whatnot. So I kind of understand. Here's, it here's my question. I got a question for Mariah and Elijah here because Sebi's kind of probably more on the same wavelength than me. This Rashford, um overall what was it general play thing would you prefer if Rashford was maybe like completing like three dribbles a game and maybe like creating like a big chance per game but he'd scored like seven goals this season would you would you say that's that he's, he's having a better season than what he than what he's doing right now would you say would well, you say that that is a better I, I, player? I don't I don't think I'd say he's having a better season I don't think I'd That's say... 18 less goals than he scored. I don't, I don't think I'd say he's having a better season either. My thing is that the additional stuff, I don't think it's asking him to do a lot. I don't think it's asking him to do anything that's really outside of his capabilities. So he's scoring goals and he's playing very, very well at this moment. It's hard to, it's hard to have any sort of gripes about him. But it's almost like, okay, if this is the best Rashford, do I think he can be even a bit better than this? I do. I do. And asking him when just you say to... that when you, that, that that's interesting. When you say that, what are the kind of things that you would expect him to do more to be like the best version of Rashford, in your opinion? I think for me, the goals, the goals numbers is what I expect from him going forward. I think it's decision making, uh, efficient efficiency of execution. I, I think at times. Uh, I think sometimes he has games where he has one moment, and obviously if we win one nil and he scores one goal, that's great. But every opportunity where you do not get a positive result out of your action is an opportunity where something could have happened where it didn't happen. And you're the result of that not happening. And just scoring a goal and winning 1-0 does not refute all the times that opportunities broke down when the ball came to you, to me. Okay, so essentially what you're saying is, if I'm getting you right, is you essentially want him to do what he's doing just more consistently. Yeah, like I don't think it's like a. I don't. I think it's very hard to point any fingers at Rash. This is I, me. If, if that's your point, I, I'm okay with that point. What? Yeah. What, yeah. What, what gripes me is that people want him to be doing what he's doing. He's like he's scoring goals. He's scoring a different variety of goals. He's a danger every game. But they also want him to be like the best dribble on the pitch. Oh no, 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 no. Like that's the not, best playmaker that's not, on the pitch. That's not, that's not fucking realistic. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't. It's, it's a bit weird to me. I don't. That's not like, realistic. I, I think the problem with Rashford is that because he can do a lot, people expect the best version of him. Everything at the same time. They want everything at the same time, yeah. At the the end of the day, Rashford's such a good player where where the fact that he can change depending on the team's needs. Now, we need him to be a goal scorer. He's doing that. Before, if we have... like like we've had people that 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 have been scoring the goals like the Cavani's and then he had that season where he was playing with Cavani and that I think that was the most crosses he's made in a season because he had a target in the box to cross he had so he he, he was more like going outside, yeah. outside of his man and stuff like that so with me it's just that with with Rashford when people talk about like this season when people talk about general play. I don't care because right now, if he's not doing what he's doing, we are not winning football games. He is winning us mm. football games. Agreed. At the end of the day, if we need Rashford, for example, to to become that that guy that dribbles or, or creates, I think he can do that. For me, what I want from Rashford is just to be like like how kind 
kind of like how Mane was for Liverpool, the threat and to be able to basically he was basically just an all-round threat in terms of goals, like um, going past his man, creating. He 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 was able to do that, and if and if the time needed for Mane to step up and score more goals, he he done that. If it needed him to step back, he 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 done that as well. So, for me, I I feel like people are just trying to find an excuse to hit Rashford over the head with it, and mm. I and I get it from r- rival fans because they're just l- losers at, at, <laughs> at the end of the day. But from the own fans, it probably comes from like um weird martial pop thing that I it's keep bizarre saying. like from our fan base is absolutely bizarre like, it's to just point, weird to point fingers at him and be like oh who's that i don't even want to name other people but people be like oh we'd be better off if martial was playing the guy can't fucking stay fit and when he <laughs> was able to stay fit he could barely score any goals anyway it's so just it's, weird. It's, it's, it's just weird. I, think, I like that Mane comp and i think yeah. for somebody who is as gifted as rashford um and be like we say, he's able to do everything. It's it's not a bad thing for him to aspire to. I could see him doing that and maybe scoring a bit, a bit more goals. But when you actually mentioned him kind of being able to shift roles depending on what the team needed, it reminded me of Wayne Rooney. Yeah. But and the fact but, that but throughout the seasons, like, you know, people look at his goals and like, oh, why has he got 27 goals one year and he's got yeah. 12 goals another year? It's because one year we asked him to be the guy who scored the goals. The yeah. next year we asked him to be the, the fulcrum of the team in the final third and create and score half as many goals. So, yeah, it's interesting. Watching him is a genuine pleasure because you can see when he's out there, his self-belief, we compare him to a year ago, his self-belief and confidence that he's going to make something happen yeah. is through the roof. And if it's not happening on the right, he will go, on the left, he will go to the right. If it's not happening on the right, he'll go up top. But he's going to put his stamp on almost every single which, game. Which I think is... another important thing that we're not factoring into Rashford is right, is sometimes the best way to get the best out of Rashford is to put him in situations where he's he doesn't have to do too much thinking, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so it's just like, like automatic. Instinctive, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We, I don't feel like, as the team's currently constructed, we don't do enough, first of all, to get him into 1v1 situations on the wing. Because I feel yeah. like this season in 1v1 situations, he's been pretty good. When they double him up, he's, he's forced to make a more complicated decision and then that's when things could get a little bit muddy. But like... 1v1, he's good, but we don't progress the ball between the through the phases effectively enough. We don't switch play. We don't overload and switch play effectively enough. Once we start doing all those things, that part of Rashford's game will open up a bit more. Um, we don't create enough, like... We don't create, like, enough, like, chances just, like, breaking down the team's, like, set block, in my opinion. I feel like we've got yeah, a lot better at it. Agreed. But like a lot of uh, right right now, a lot of our offense comes in transition, quick transition. Um, once we get better at all those kind of things, it takes less of a responsibility of Rashford just to be able to go out and get something done. Like you know what I mean, and mm. that will make his game easier. Once our once our team raises up, once the technical level of our team raises up, it takes more less um takes responsibility off Rashford, and he can just focus on the things that he's good at. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and, you, and like you... complicate his game. Yeah, so I think. So I think the fact that he's able to do this right now, and how confident he is, and how consistent he's playing with how the team's constructed, is I is just, is just making me even more excited 
But when the next the next level of the team and therefore the next level of Rashford. Of Rashford, I, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. And just to close up on this, I guess, is that that point you made about the like, you know, having two, three opportunities to dribble, not being successful. So everyone's saying he has a bad game. This is football is about volume and percentage. And you look at the data, if you say a guy is successful 33% of the time he dribbles, if he only gets the ball three times, that means he is only going to get one opportunity. And then with that one opportunity, if only 50% of his uh, final passes are well executed or find a teammate, if you only get one opportunity, you can have a game where nothing happens for you. But that's why a good team gets that player the ball eight times, nine times, ten times, because then you're getting three, four opportunities to potentially make things happen. So um, I agree. But, I, I but, think anyone... Go on, go on, Elijah. Um, like, I think what, what one of the most important things that I've noticed about football fans, they grossly overstate how easy it is for, for you to go past the man. Because if they actually look at the percentage, like most of the best dribblers, they cap out at like 50%. If you see yeah. anyone... If you see anyone that goes above 50%, they're either a monster like Adama Traore or or they aren't, they are doing like one or two dribbles a game. Yeah, that's why I said 33% because like even Messi and Hazard of this world are around 50%. Yeah, so like even getting 40%, that's actually good. Like people don't, people don't seem to understand the more that you dribble, it's very hard to keep it up because you are constantly going at someone. You're not going to always get past them. And the more and more that happens, the the less likely you are to keep that percentage up. So people just grossly overstate how hard dribbling past the man, man is. Agreed. Um, well, like I said at the top of the pod, it's, it's a busy one because all we've really done this week is win games. Um, so let's talk on the Europa League second leg against Barcelona. We pulled that one out, 2-1 at Old Trafford. I'll come across to you, Reams. Um, what were your thoughts going into the game after the 2-2? I thought we were unlucky not to beat them at the new Camp. But what were your thoughts coming into the, to the second leg? Uh, and how did you feel the game went? I was overcome with confidence. Like... I was so confident we was going to beat them. Like, I, I I, was using the first leg as a gauge. I was looking like, okay, what do we do well? What do Barcelona do well? How can we prevent them from doing what they do well? And how can they prevent us from doing what we do well? And I was like, this is a bit of a bad match. It's a bad matchup for Barcelona because um, in the first leg, straight away, I saw that we can match them in midfield for intensity and we and be more intense than they they were with Casemiro, Fred, we had to play Sabitzer, even Bruno like Barcelona are a team that are a possession based team and they're like a pro, a proper traditional possession based team pass from the back triangles so on and so forth build through the phases and in the first leg they lost Pedri and they lost Gavi which are two of their best players in terms of like getting on the ball between the lines receiving on the pressure, retaining. So I knew in the second leg they was going to have to play Kessier and Sergi Roberto or, you know, like those who, one of those two would, would be starting in midfield. It was Kessier that started in midfield with Diong and, and um, Busquets and Sergi Roberto on the wing. But I knew that we could really like outdog them in the middle of the park and then hit them in transition because we have decent transition passes. Bruno's a good transition passer. Even Fred is a good transition passer. You know what I mean? So I felt like, and I felt like their forward line isn't very potent. 
Like, what the hell happened to Lewandowski? Listen, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into Lewandowski. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Deep> speak. <laughs> I'm gonna get to Lewandowski discourse, but I'm just, I'm just trying to say, yeah, this guy has scored a, apparently a hundred goals in the Champions League. Does anyone remember one of those goals? I don't. I remember, I, I remember one versus Real Madrid in. Is that, is that the one ten years ago? Yeah, but the, the, the drag back the, one. Legit ten, legit, legit ten years ago. I remember that one. That's all I was thinking. So, of. <laughs> if you ask me, he hasn't scored a goal in the Champions League for ten years. Like I can't tell you one goal he scored in the Champions League, bro. That's so that's what I'm saying. But I knew once Lisandro came back, Lisandro was gonna get so far up under his skin, it was just gonna give him a hard time. I'm even vexed that Lewandowski left that game with a goal because he was a disgrace. But I digress. Um, so I felt like. I was even even going into the game. I felt like we should have started with um, Casemiro, Fred, and Sabitzer. Like I really felt like we should have tried to like suffocate them in midfield. But um, obviously he went for the for the more technical option with Jaden Sancho to get to get bit, to go between the lines and what have you. Didn't really work. Um, when the game got a little bit more intense, Sancho struggled, and we know that we know that mm. we had an issue with him. But yeah, um, I felt like I felt like Barcelona didn't. Outside of the outside of the penalty, which was soft at best, I don't feel like yeah. they really created anything. Like, yeah. uh, they had that they had that one Kunde chance, which which was Sancho falling asleep, letting his man goes past him. But other than that, they didn't pick us apart. They didn't hit us in transition. They didn't really have nothing for us, and we always had that Rashford threat. Um, when 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 Anthony came on, Anthony actually came on and, and changed the game. So we'll give him credit for that. Scored a great goal. Fred, yeah. over the two legs, I really feel like he um acquitted himself really well over the two legs. Oh, Fred is a fucking conundrum, man. And he had a, he had a specific assignment against Frankie de Jong and he, and, he, and he understood that assignment and he did and he did his job. So mm. big props to Fred over those two legs. I think Fred is, Fred is, Fred throughout his career has been a pretty good performer on the European stage, I'd say. I think, yeah. he's more, I think he struggles more in domestic games. On the European stage, <laughs> No, yeah. I'm being real, like yeah, no, funny because the, the comp I saw of him before, like we went in, was that game for Shakhtar against City. Man City, yeah, and he. Bought like, who the hell is this guy, Fred? All right, yeah. So you, I think you make a, you make a good point there. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. I wasn't particularly worried. Uh, I thought we were coming to Old Trafford to let our nuts hang. To be honest with you, um, so that penalty that they got in the first half was a bit annoying, undeserved in my opinion. But I was never really worried that we still wouldn't go through. Like, one thing I want to ask you guys about, Elijah Sebi, um, early season, we kind of spoke on Ten Hag's sub substitutions, but I feel like more recently he's been able to use substitutions to really impact games and, and change them for, for our benefit. Is that something you guys have seen from him or, or do you think it was maybe overstated when he first got here? Um, I, feel, I feel like it's definitely something we've seen improve and it's something that I was quite critical of because not just in terms of changing games, but just in order to preserve fitness as well. I feel like he could use his subs more. Um, there were times where I thought that he, he would go a bit too defensive with, with, with his subs quite early on and, and he wasn't as pro proactive. But we saw on the weekend with the change for Dalo with to Wambasaka and then against Barcelona, changing their course for Anthony. Those were very proactive subs. Um, I think the only time he really done that early on was um, when he brought on Martial for uh, Langer versus Liverpool. 
um, which helped um, in the second half. So like, it's good. Um, it's good that he's doing it more. I mean, maybe we were a bit harsh in terms of the fact that this is a new group of players that he didn't know. So he was maybe get, get, getting to know their strengths and what, how, how their strengths could be best used in uh, different types of situations. But he's using it a lot better, better now. So I'm ha- I'm happy about that. Mm. So we've got Batiste next. Just got the news through the grapevine that Nabil Fakir is out. Um, how how far should we be looking to go in the Europa League? Because I think one thing we, we've all touched on is how tired the guys looked on Sunday and the amount of games we still have left to play between now and the end of the season. Um, is the Europa League something you want us to be taking seriously? Or do, or do you think the, the, the focus should be on the on the league? Or do you think we... we I mean, let's say we drop the FA Cup, let's say because we've got West Ham in a couple of days. Um, that's what, three less, two less games, three less games? So... <laughs> It's not the biggest difference to our season, is it? I, I, I would prefer we drop the Europa League just because of the travelling. I feel like the travelling plus, obviously, the amount of games is what really like takes it out of you. But more so like the travelling, having to travel back and play whatever the domestic um, competition or um, the league and stuff like that. So for me, Europa League is... I, I've always looked at the Europa League as like, if we're struggling, that's our bet. Right to get into the Champions League, um, of course it's still like really early, but I, I I've got like faith that we'll will at least remain in the top four. Um, so I'm happy to like drop the Europa League. However, um, someone like Ten Hag definitely isn't going to be dropping the Europa League. And if we're just looking at it from the teams left in the competition, I'd say us Arsenal are probably like the favourites in my opinion. Um, there are some decent teams in there, but Definitely us and Arsenal are are, our best. And, you know, if we can start to put together and start to rotate the team, um, you know, obviously McTominay's back. That's obviously an an extra body midfield. So bits that we got who's, um, you know, looking like a decent addition to the squad. Colby Mayno is looking like a a good prospect. And if we can just start to rotate the team in in key areas, um, who, who, who knows what could happen. But... Yeah, I, I I don't think you know playing um, the first team guys in 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 the next like what well, in the next game, which is West Ham, and you know maybe like the second leg of the Europa League would would make any sense. Cool, um, Reams. I, I, I stumbled across your Twitter, and I think you are you are one eighty from that. You you won a cup treble. Um, so so to t- talk to me about your your expectations for the rest of the season and how you'd like us to to approach things. Win every single game. Well, I mean, we all like us to win every single game. Um, how, with this squad, do you think that's realistic? With the, with the lack of rotation? Winning every single game is obviously not realistic, but yes. I, I don't like the idea that some fans have that we should not try to win certain games. Like, I don't subscribe to that opinion at all. I vehemently disagree with that opinion. I feel like, obviously, in the West Ham game, I feel like we should rest some of the guys who played in the Barcelona and the Cup final game. But even with that being said, I feel like we have a strong enough group of players that we could put out to still win that game. Like, for example, if Anthony Martial is back, we could give him a start. We could start Alejandro Garnacho. We could start Sabitzer, who hasn't started the last two games. Um, Casemiro's missed three Premier League games in a row through suspension. He should he should be fine. Um, we got a good rotation of fullbacks now between Dalo and Wambasaka and also Malasia and Shaw. So I feel like we have four first-choice fullbacks, if you will. 
We got um, Lindelof and Maguire riding bench last season. That was our first choice centre back partnership. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we have a good enough group of players to be able to tackle every competition that we're left in, and we've been doing it. So like I don't see why we can't continue. Right? Okay, we, we, had 10, we had ten games in in what? How many days? How many days between like what? Like ten and twenty one or something. Ten ridiculous. and twenty one days, and we. We, yeah. drew, I think we drew one game and won all the, and won the rest of them or whatever. Like we drew Barcelona and, and Leeds and won the rest of the game. So, yeah. So, question. I guess you've kind of given some rotation options. How, how much do you think Ten Hag will lean into that? He seems to have his preferred team, and he seems to want to get everything out of this this bunch of players. After the Carabao final, he was like, "Oh, like." Yeah, like the staff and like the coaches can have a drink, but we got a game against West Ham on Wednesday, so it's straight back to the grind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> job's not finished. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does, he's, like, he's gonna he's he shares your mentality, and I yeah. think the 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 biggest thing uh, apart from like the tactical stuff and whatnot that he's brought back is that expectation of your Manchester United. You go out expecting to win every single game, and then once you've brought in the big personalities who have won things already, the Varans, the Casemiro's of, of this world, that's felt throughout the dressing room. Even like a Martinez, he won shit at Ajax, you know? He's gone to Argentina, he's won the World Cup. So these are players who expect to be competing for the big trophies, right? So I think even if a man's coming to him like, ah, oh, gaffer, man, I'm, I'm knackered. Do you want to win or not? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like Ten Hag knows his players, like because listen, let's 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 like look at how he handles certain players, right? For example, Rafael Varane. Rafael Varane gets rested more than anyone in this whole squad. He knows he has to do that. Bruno Fernandez, on the other, other hand, he's never been injured in his life. Never gets rested. You know what I mean? I feel like the only thing that annoyed me about Ten Hag is that he he did. I liked. I I do believe in rotation. I feel like coaches should rotate in games that are appropriate to rotate. So, for example, the Reading FA Cup game, a mid-table championship team, you should be okay to rotate yeah. that game. I'm sure yeah. most people would agree with that. But, like, otherwise, like, bro, like, I, I don't feel like any of these players want to sit on the bench right now. Like, when you're a team and you're in great form and you're winning games, who the hell wants to sit out? You can sit out and lose your place in the team. Ain't nobody trying... Do you think Fred mm. wants to sit on the bench right now? So, nah, Sabitzer could come in and ball out and he never plays again. Like... Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Do you think do you think do you think Wan Bissaka wants to sit on the bench for Dallo right now when he's like fought his way back into the first team? Like, no, like facts. Facts. It's a you know good I mean? point. So, like all of these guys want to play, like, you know what I mean? So that's why he's playing all of them. Like, and that's the right mentality for man to have. Man should want to be out there slitting people's throats every single game. Like mm, interesting. So obviously you watch you watch basketball as well. So you know about the whole discussion around load management and how 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 little like the, the stars play throughout the season and how much rest they get in comparison. Well, Ron's definitely on the load management on the load management treatment, but he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. Martial, I don't know what Martial's on. He's on the he's on the he's on the Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Martial's on. The Zion Williamson package, man. No I give you 12, I give you I give you ten games and I look quality and then you'll see me sporadically you'll see me for the rest of the season right? <laughs> you'll see me sporadically and my performances will be completely chaotic oh. all right cool so a few things i want to ask you guys and talk to you guys about before we go to listeners questions obviously we've won a trophy now the hoodoo's over um but we've got the rest of the season to navigate 
What are your expectations, Elijah, for the rest of the season? So we've got the FA Cup, we've got the Europa League, and we are mathematically in a title race in the league. What are your expectations between now and the end of the season? Um, I mean, of course, there's a perfect end to the season where we win everything. But in terms of what I expect, um, I would I would actually like us to go far in the in both cups, as Reem said. I would obviously will want us to maintain top four, but it will be really nice to be able to like be there to counter on any slip ups that the that the other two have where we could potentially put ourselves properly into a title race now we're in a kind of weird purgatory where essentially we we could based on based on one weekend where we, we we could be in it we could be out of it so for example if if um arsenal win on wednesday they're eight point they are eight points ahead with what 13 game games to go that'll be hard to claw back so um yeah so it'll basically just maintain our position in the league and basically just go try and go as far as we can in both cups mm, okay okay i know obviously uh reams you on a cup treble how about yourself sebi what are your expectations between now and the end of the season um I, i'd like a, a fa cup uh a, a fa cup and um and second would be great for me FA Cup on second. So you prefer the uh, FA Cup over the, over the Europa League? Yeah, 100. Yeah, All Just right. for games, I guess, because we've still got to win the Europa League, there'll be seven more games to win the FA Cup. There'll be... I think three. Is it three, I, yeah? I, do you know what? I think, yeah, the fact that we've won the Carabao, even though it's like the least... We've got a domestic... Yeah. The yeah. fact that we've won the Carabao now and like the hoodoos lifted and... Like, if we would have lost that final... Like that's what we were saying. Oh, up until now would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be right in the Carabao. Like, why did you yeah, think they right the Europa League? Like, you know what I mean? They'd be writing his eulogy right now if we lost. <laughs> exactly. So that is that that it's like um, it's like in like basketball, like football, like when someone's on a on a drought, they can't make a shot or something like that. They're like, they just, they just need get them a free throw. They just need to see one go through the hoop. You know mm. what I mean? Once that happens, it like takes a little bit of pressure off you, and then you could start scoring again. So, like, we needed, like, we've lost our last... Wait, wait, we, have... we lost the, the, the Europa League final. We've lost our last yeah. few semi-finals. We lost a hella semi-finals on the Oli, you know what I mean? We just needed yeah. to get one over the line. And now that we've done that, I feel like it, like, even now, if we get knocked out of the FA Cup, the fact that we've won the Carabao, getting knocked out of the FA Cup wouldn't be as big a deal, if that makes sense. If we lost the Carabao, then got knocked out of the FA Cup, that would have been a disaster. Like, you know what I mean? Agreed, agreed, agreed. So, so we're taking a bit of pressure off ourselves, in my opinion. Agreed. It'll be interesting to see even West Ham's approach because they're fighting for their Premier League survival, right? Um, and they're coming to Old Trafford. And you know Old Trafford has become a fortress under Ten Hag. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach it. But yeah, for me, I think <clears throat> make sure we don't get dragged into like a dogfight in the top four with Spurs and Newcastle and whoever else is behind. So keep ourselves within touching distance of City and Arsenal, like Elijah said, to catch up on any slip-ups. And I would like the Europa League if we can, to be honest with you. I know it's a lot more games, but it'd be nice to it'd be nice to win that one. FA Cup, I'm not particularly fussed about that. I don't yeah. know why I don't, I I don't rate the FA Cup at all, man. <laughs> cool. We have a lot, a lot of listeners' questions. This typically happens when either things are really shit for us <laughs> or, or people are like watching us like let's 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 ask them some spicy questions. 
So we'll do what we do and we'll go through all of them in kind. Uh, let's start with that Adenie guy. Uh, that AWB cameo, would any of you guys have started him instead of Dallow? Yes. In fact, like I did say earlier, I wasn't surprised about anything. I think that one, I was like, that that one was interesting. I get it because in terms of if you want to dominate against a Newcastle team who basically just tried to major in the in the honour of shithouse Sweden, yeah. But, I mean, they that they came out out the box quite quickly and Dalla was very silly in getting a yellow card quite early which was kind of reminiscent was it this season where he got a, a yellow card really early versus Man City or was it last season I can't remember why does but, Dalla always get booked on his like I feel like it's I feel like it always happens to him like he always gets booked on his first foul all the game like because it, it's <laughs> the way like, get two, does three, it. and, like the first foul of the game yellow card immediately it's, it's the way he does it. He he doesn't have the finesse of Casemiro. Like he, the way he does it is so blatant and just so obvious that 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 the refs like, yeah, I have to give you a yellow. Whereas with um Casemiro, he's able to like make it look as if he's going for the ball, even though he's not. But he makes it look like like the Dallas will, will just clean a man out. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah, what? Gabriel sometimes like he'll just smash into a guy just to make him feel better. <laughs> bro, he does it. But the way he does it, it's like, oh, my bad ref. And the ref's like, you know what? Fair enough, man. And he's been able to do that in Spain, in Europe. And he's come to England and he's, made, he's been able to maintain it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, actually. Fernandinho was really good at it as well, Bro, man. It's some, Bra- it's some Brazilian thing. Fernandinho's quality at it. Because, because Fernandinho was amazing at it. That Fabinho used to be amazing at it. Now, I mean, that guy's... They're telling me he's 43, though, so I understand. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, that's cool. Yeah, so you guys would, would have won Basaka. I think, listen, if there's any player who's completely changed opinions on him since Ten Hag has come in as much as uh, Wan Basaka, I'd be surprised. Um, is there any of you who want to keep him, or are you guys looking to cash out in summer? I'd keep him, and I'd and on like on popular opinion, I'd upgrade Andalo. Like Wan Basaka would be my closer. You know, I'm bringing on Mamba Saka to close the game. Sharp, mm-hmm. sharp. Uh, I'm trying to trying to make him the sixth man of the, the year, bro. Mamba <laughs> I'm, I'm the opposite. I, don't I think, think could, we need to I don't think you could play Mamba Saka if you're trying to be a serious team. I feel like we need to make as much money as we can off of him, then sign a right back that is an upgrade on on Dallow. Like so, like a top world level right back, and then Dallow like would be like a quality like backup right back. Who, who would you like... say is out there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, well, you wanted Malo Gusto, so who else you got in the training? You know what? Malo Gusto broke my heart. I completely <laughs> forgot he went to Chelsea. My head... <laughs> oh my days! That's I could have done without you bringing that up. If Malo Gusto is not available, then Vanderson would be my choice. Okay. okay, who's this? Who's this guy? Who does he play for? Man will YouTube him still. Man will YouTube. He plays for He plays for Monaco. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ah, man. Honestly, when when he was linked to Chelsea, they said, "Oh, a Premier League has been in touch, telling him to like just wait till summer." I he's knew a, it was. Oh. <laughs> Please, bro. Why are these guys so impatient? What are, what is Chelsea offering them? I don't know. Please I don't know, man. Who's patient? I swear to God, I don't know. Gusto and Enzo would have changed our lives, bro. Oh, my <laughs> days. 
Now yeah. Enzo's fighting for his life in midfield on his own. Get a dribble pass three times a game. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to, <laughs> to Alexis. Kavka, shout out, Alexis. Uh, why is Manchester United so good? Pep voice. Your team at the moment reminds me of classic Jose teams. You manage games without the ball and capitalise when it counts. Is this sustainable? And what would you like to add to this team? We're good right now because we're hard to score against. Simple as that. We're hard yeah. to score against and we have Marcus Rashford. Like <laughs> That's why we're good. We'll, we'll be great once we get the players that allows Ten Hag to play the actual style of football that he wants to play. But the first thing he's done, he's made us good off the ball and he's made our back line solid as hell. So imagine when we get a goalkeeper and the midfielders and that and, and a centre forward that, that fits into a system will be great. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, that showed yeah. against Barcelona because it was two good teams that aren't great. And we showed that like we're 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 at that level where we could compete with like other good teams, you know what I mean? Whereas whereas before, like it felt like it felt no, like maybe two levels below. Yeah, we was, it felt like we 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 felt like a small club playing mm. a big team, big but now club. I feel like we're going against these teams. We're tussling. Like, we're actually tussling. We're in these games now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give and take. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that that's you can't really give him any greater credit than that. Do you agree that the team reminds you of classic Jose teams, or can you see mm. what Alexis is seeing there? No. Well, the, the the best Jose teams I've seen is, is Real Madrid team. And they were like monstrous off the ball. Like they could soak up pressure and murder you. But they had like Ronaldo and Ozil and <laughs> Angel Di Maria. Yeah, they were stars. Like I think, I think people are trying to make out that we're some type of defensive low block team, which is I mean, it's a it's a it's a backhanded compliment. I, I know it, it is. Like it, it is, but it's it's just like. They clearly just don't w- 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 watch us, to be fair. Because if I'm, anything, we, we we play in like a mid-block, which is just like, we, we we can't play a high line yet because obviously like that that needs better ball rate retention because if we keep turning over the ball, team team team's just going to keep flinging it over. And the goalkeeper but, that can actually sweep as well. So it, like <laughs> Exactly. So it's like we're playing in a, a mid-block and we are pressing where we need to and off the ball, we're keeping it compact, which is what, a good team does that's 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 the standard of just every decent team ever so i mean they're they're trying to they want to play that. tikka tucker with fred and bruno and Casemiro yeah, and like, i mean shut up man i'm seeing <laughs> i'm seeing comments like we haven't changed since ollie and stuff like that it's the same style of play i'm like you know what fair, fair enough man like what what the hell do you actually want me to say to you? You clearly don't. You clearly don't watch us. So I'm not. You say them man don't know boy, yeah? Yeah, I'm actually. I'm. I'm actually tired of these guys just saying things, but where they actually don't watch watch us. It's so weird. Like it's mm. actually weird. Well, it's what Listen, I, this when this starts to happen, you know you you've ruffled their feathers. What? When this I don't even happen, care. You know you've ruffled their feathers. This is what comes. I don't even care because we're not even that good yet. <laughs> like, but this imagine, is the thing, though. Listen, 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 this is the thing, though. They've been we've been a laughing stock for quite a while now, right? And that's allowed some guys to get some get back after their childhoods have been ruined. And now it's, it's looking like, hold on, they're not actually a laughing stock anymore. And it's people's heads are okay. I, expect, I see Arsenal fans talking more about Manchester United than I see them talking about the fact that Arsenal are looking it's on track to pull off. One of the most unexpected league wins ever. 
Like you got talking about Manu. So listen, I, we, we, I always say we we've got the shoulders for this. That's all we we're built for this. So it's it's, it's no worries, man. Thanks for that question, Alexis. Yeah, shout you out, bro. <laughs> uh, Mister R F F A A. How far can Ten Hag take this United this season? Based on what we've seen so far already, I think we've touched on that. Uh, we're talking about trying to pick up all the cups uh, and staying within touching distance of the top two. I don't think, based on what we've seen um, so far from the team and from Ten Hag this season, those are out of out of the question. Um, next question is from 98 Zeki. <clears throat> Ahmad continues to ball out at Sunderland. Where, how does he fit in next season? Surely he won't be happy with another loan. I'll, I'll come across to you, Reem. You're, you're, you're the guy who's watched the most of Ahmad. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be happy with another loan, but like if we sent him out on like a Premier League loan, he'd go and ball out as whatever in it. But I strongly believe that he's gonna be a part of the first team next season. Like I feel like he's gonna him and um it's gonna be him and Anthony competing for that like right wing spot. Even though I don't think that's like his best position, but that's like the easiest position for him to actually get his way into the first team. Like he isn't gonna come and play ahead of Bruno, which is where I think he should be playing, but that's just not gonna happen. So the easiest lick for him to come is to come and take Anthony's corners, which he could definitely do. So, yeah, I think he's going to be an important part of the first team. And as soon as he starts playing and we start seeing like what he could provide in terms of his playmaking and his ball retention and his behind the lines, behind between the lines play and everything, we're going to be like, wow, what the fuck? Like, this kid is crazy. But yeah, be excited. Be very... I, I told you, look, I told... hey, listen, listen. I'm I, I I'm not a guy that like I'm not like a ahead of the curve like oh I told you so type of guy. <laughs> Listen, I told you this kid was something serious, bro. And like people people are seeing it now. Yeah, you 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 shouted it from from when he came through, and I think he even had the weirdest thing was that even under Oli, he had good performances for the first team. I still remember that he, game. He never again. played bad. He never, yeah, he never, he's never had a bad performance for the first team. Every yeah. year he played. He, he 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 hadn't, but Oli was in win now mode, and he was just trying to get the most out of players, forcing the players who he thought were best to play through injury for him. Um, and he probably knew that he was on borrowed time, so he didn't have the time to invest in a young player who may have some good games, may have some bad games, but will be good for the team in two years because he didn't think he'd be here in two years. And he, he was right. I think, I don't know how well planned out this loan was. I think we've discussed the loans that we've taken players on before, but this one seems to have gone perfectly. Tony Mowbray's comments just, he waxes lyrical about Ahmad every single week. Like you, you, you see that kind of transition from the start of the season where he's like, well, yeah, he clearly has talent, but he needs to learn what to do with the talent to now. I just tell the guys to give the ball to Ahmad. Like he doesn't lose it. He's full of quality. So, yeah, this this is really, really good for him. So I'm expecting him to go from strength to strength. And if we don't integrate him into this team, it will be at our loss. He'll just go somewhere else and end up being a really good player. So <clears throat> hoping Ten Hag has, has got his eye firmly on him. And, yeah, I don't think Anthony's done enough to have made that right wing spot his without any question. So, yeah, may the best man win. Uh, I'll, I'll try and keep it polite. Um, next question yeah. is... <laughs> AD88, which CM and goalkeeper would you like to see United sign and why? We need a striker as well, but we know the names that might be a good fit. So what centre midfielders and goalkeepers would you guys be looking at? I'll go around. So I'll start with you, Seb. Um, I'll take Frankie um, just because it's either Frankie or Jude and I'm not well-versed in like the centre mids around the world. I haven't been like looking at ball like that, so... Just the ones that I know. So, but my, my number one would be Frankie, and then uh, my keeper would probably be Costa. 
Cool. Uh, Elijah, who, who would you be looking at? Central midfielders, goalkeepers to come into the team? Um, and why? Central midfielders, I feel like Kakare would be a great one to pick up. Um, I know I know he signed a contract recently, but I still think we could get him for a reasonable fee. I think he's great off the ball. I think he's obviously good on it as well. He's that tempo setter um, in terms of his passing as well. And he's great in terms of his pressing off the ball. Um, and I feel like that will add more. Um, I, I, I feel like he is good in terms of, in, also in terms of ca- carrying the ball as well. Like he's good enough where it won't be like, a thing of where he's just a great passer, but he can't get out of tight situations and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like he will be a great pick pickup. In terms of goalkeepers, um, it's quite hard because right, I feel like right now goalkeepers they're just bare bozos right now, and I just hate it. Um, and if they aren't a bozo, then they just look small. Like you, you'll see a David Raya who statistically he's actually quite good in terms of claiming crosses and things like that but I just feel like once he comes to United he'll, some bozo will just sit in and then he will still start dro- dropping stuff or make mistakes like he done in the playoff final as well and like but if if there's anyone um I'll it'll probably be David Raya because he'll, he'll, he'll be quite cheap as well because he's got one year left on his contract um but yeah cool uh how about you Reams Strike, uh, central midfielder and a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, like, well, these guys have pretty much mentioned. Like, I think Frankie De Jong is obviously the like ideal candidate, like in terms of like the profile player we want. Um, but if not, I think Maxon's Kakere again is 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 a would be another great option. I think. Yeah, he, he passes the name test, man. Get him to the field. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's even better off the ball than Frankie De Jong is as well. So that would even Much be better, a bigger man. benefit. So yeah, those two would be. I, I think <laughs> a little wild card one is that um a guy that I've been watching recently is um Rio Hatate. He plays for Celtic, Japanese guy. He's oh, he is good. I, really, I, really I, I cannot believe he didn't go to the world, world card. I can't. Yeah, the Jap- Jap- Japan's managers are. Hey, listen. When 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 we're done with him, we're seeing, <laughs> oh. sunlight again. <laughs> can't believe it. But yeah, yeah he'd, he'd be an interesting one. He'd be an interesting one. Probably a little bit cheap on the cheaper end as well. But yeah, in terms of goalkeeper, like if not Diego, Diego Costa, my number one would be Gavin Bazunu. Especially if some um Southampton get relegated. Mm. I think Gavin, I think in my um, listen, like I'm I'm really I'm ready to plant my flag in the sand that Gavin Bazunu within three years will be the best goalkeeper in the world. So oh, wow. he has had get... a terrible season though. He's had a terrible season. Like I mean, like just looking at the stats, his um post-show XG is awful. Like it's the bomb. Um, he he plays for the, he plays for he, he plays for a terrible team though. Like no, yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but 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 even then, like the the, the post shot looks at the basically it basically looks at where the ball goes in the net and it just calculates if a keeper should save it. So if it's l- like a long shot from forty yards. I, I, and it's basically going top corner. It's basically going to say, "Yeah, you're not able to save that." But his post shot actually is the worst. But the problem is, is that in terms of if you look at the historical data, it it kind of goes up and down for a lot of keepers. The only one that I, okay. I, 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 I there's only two I see it stay consistent for, and that is Allison, who is consistently good, and De Gea, who's consistently. At- <laughs> Consistently average. He doesn't. He he barely saves more than he should. He barely saves lower than he should. He's had two. He's had had one amazing season. Then three seasons in a row will just straight zero. 
Lamar from BMF. Bro, just straight zero. And it's just like, he's just consistently average, but yeah. God, I can't wait for this guy to be gone, man. But I feel like with Bazunu, he's got the profile for to be a top goal goalkeeper. Like, everything you need. And he's 20 years old, so like... He's 20? Wow, I don't like... He's 20 years yeah, 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 I don't like keepers who aren't tall, man. Like, I need no, but, you to yeah. come and just grab that ball. So, right, that's, I'm, I, that's bro. That's why, man, I'm not trying to hear this David Raya thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the same height as Scripto, but why? But the thing is, you, you are making me sound bare small right now. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But you know what? It's just basically like the thing is, yeah, he's actually good at claiming crosses, but I don't want I it just, because. It, it yeah. doesn't fill me with any confidence. You're making me nervous, man. That makes yeah, me nervous, man. bro. Same, same, same. Yeah. I completely agree. I can't, I can't do it. So, some players I've seen bits and pieces of uh, Lovro Mayer. I think he looks really interesting. I'd be intrigued to see where, where he goes to next. Mm. Um, yeah, Turam kid, the young one, the Ke- Kefren, I think he is. Kefren. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he 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 looks good too. But I want us to get two midfielders, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, but I think we'll, we we'll probably DM. Yeah, I think we'll probably only get one. I've but... been trying to rack my brains here. What is a like a what is there like a any DM out there that's that would be like a homegrown DM? I can't think of none. It would have been like Calvin Phillips, but obviously you went to you went to City. Like yeah. someone that could just come and be an understudy for 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 Casemiro. That's like if if Deckers wasn't if Deckers wasn't a hundred million, I would have brought him in. Yeah, but he ain't gonna come and sit on the bench like. Yeah, if it was a hundred million, I would have said, you know what, hey, come chill. How much is the? What's the most you'd pay for Declan Rice? Seventy, and that's like pushing it. But seventy is me understanding the market. Yeah, Mm. I mean, even I mean, I'm against spending more than sixty million on DMs in general. But like, Mm. I Um, guess that's where I'd 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 max out sixty. Yeah, I mean, I how can I spend more on Rice? That, that I spend on Casemiro, it just doesn't mean it, it makes sense to me. I can't lie. So yeah, it's like, crazy. I'll be intrigued to see where he goes, but yeah, I can't think of any homegrown ones. Dreams, DMs, no. <laughs> Boy, um, was the next question. I don't know what you think about this lad, but um, you can let me know your thoughts again from Night Yet Zeki. What has Ten Hag got cooking with Mainu? How do you see him progressing next season? I haven't seen much of him before he came on the other day. Uh, he looks good, man. He looks really, really good. Um, yeah, strong on the ball. He's good in tight spaces. He's composed. He didn't look out of place physically. I think he got into a like, 50-50 with Madison. Um, he looks good, man. And I think if somebody... Who was it who was not passing to him? I don't know who it was, but if it wasn't for... He could have had a, a, a couple shots at goal. Potentially ran off with a, with a, with a little goal. But what do you guys think of Mainu? What, what do you think we could potentially do with him going forward? I know he's really young. Um... I feel like I didn't expect him to be so. I didn't expect him to be in the first team at all this season. So he's already ahead of schedule. Like he's on the eighteen. He's already ahead of schedule, in my opinion. So I feel like next season, like he might actually become a part of the. First, you know, like how like Garnacho last season was in and around, in and around the first team, and then this season he became a part of the first team completely. I feel like that would be Manu's progression next season. Um, he's top though, man. He's really good. He's really good, and he's got like he, he his ceiling is so high. Like there's so much, there's so many like parts of his game that's rough around the edges right now. And he, and Ten Hag, you got Ten Hag got him young. So like the parts of the parts of his game that he needs to work on, it's a good that he's got a coach that like 
will actually help him develop that. You know what I mean? Like if mm. if like if, if Ten Hag would have got Manu when he was at like twenty, maybe it would have been too late. Like you know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's still young enough to like like to, to develop them parts of his game. So I feel like I'm I'm ex- I'm really excited about Manu. Uh, uh, agreed, agreed. I think um, after the game yesterday, you saw Ten Hag talking to him and just basically saying, "Drink this in, hey, my boy." He, he loves him, and. I- you, and this is my boy. This is you. This is you. You're you're next. And the, but the thing is, I I think I saw someone say that he sees a bit of Gravin Birch in him, and I get I, I I get the comparison in terms of a player that is able to take the ball and carry it, and is able able to get out tight tight spaces. Um, but if he is able to be like that kind of fifth central midfielder, I think that'll be great for his. The, the development to, to be I, I Ajax fans were telling me he's a bit he's a bit he's a bit iffy with young players though yeah he he, he can be a bit weird with them so like he can do what he done to Graven Birch where he basically put put him in and then he can do what he done with Kudus where he just basically just didn't play him apparently so, he did the same thing with Kenneth Taylor like, bear man Kenneth Taylor and Graven Birch are exactly the same age <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's just, I feel like he's he's just he's, he's just a weird one. Like when he really gravitates to a player, he really he goes all him. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically, like once you're in, he he his good books. It's impossible to get out, but it's very yeah. hard to get in his good into books. the good books in the first place. So it looks yeah, like me. Kobe's doing something seriously good. Then, man, like yeah, agreed. man, agreed. And I think in that regard, you look at somebody like Zidane Iqbal, who we thought would get some sort of minutes this season. Um, and he needs to ensure he's he's going out next next season and getting a full season playing first team football uh, and seeing where he's at afterwards because he he's got a really interesting future. I think Zidane too. really wanted to go out on loan in January as well. Oh, well, they, they didn't injury. let him. Yeah, they mm. didn't let him because of the Ericsson injury. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's harsh, man. But I get it. I get it. Got to protect the club. Uh, next question is from Jack Wilson, ninety five. Shout out, Jack. He's a patron. Which of our loanees youth prospects can you see breaking into the first team next season? Um, Apart from the aforementioned Ahmad, anyone else? It's weird because I'm thinking, where does Hannibal fit in in Mm. this team? It's weird because, like, it feels very congested now in terms of the backups. In terms of, for example, if Bruno doesn't play, there's still Sancho that, that can play there. And then Ericsson, when he come, comes back from injury. Donny van der Beek. That guy's... Ha- has oh to get my sold. gosh, I forgot he existed. Remember wow. him? <laughs> he has to get sold this summer. He has to get sold this summer. Like, How, what's the market for him? Fucking bro, a, ba- a bag of peanuts, man. Bro, just, just sell him to PSV. <laughs> just sell him to PSV, man. Um, nah, so like... I, I, feel, I feel like it's weird because I feel like that, um, that role next to... Casemiro might be a bit too defensive for him, and the ten is a bit too offensive for him. I think he's best as an eight, so I'm not sure how he would fit in into the team. I think a Premier League loan will be best yeah. for Hannibal. Give him a yeah. game, send him to Crystal Palace, see what he could get, see what he could do there. Yeah, they they're, they're crying out for <laughs> just to be fair. To yeah, we won't even speak too much on Uncle Pat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question is. Uh, Prolific ninety. If we do a Mickey Mouse treble, is the pod name gonna change? Nah, this mm. changes when we win a league title. Yeah, we no, look, 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 the name of the pod is very versatile. It could be made or make. 
You change it up. Yeah, I like you, you that. Change it up. I like that. That's good. That's good. Right. You don't that. even need to change it. Just yeah. take out that K and put in a D. And it that. It, it's made so made United great again. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of them double sided jackets. You just flip it out. The reversal. I had a couple of Nike ones I used to bang out in college. Oh my god, that was a week's worth of jacket, bro. I, I, <laughs> don't, I, know, I know it smelled nasty in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those jackets are now, thank you. Uh, cool. Next question is from underscore just nh. What do you make of Gary Neville t- take about not wanting Ten Hag to replicate Ajax's play style at United? Are you satisfied with United being a top counter-press transition team at their best, or would you prefer a possession-based approach? This is open for everybody, anybody. I mean, Does Sir Alex have a play style? I, I mean... Sir Alex's style of play was whatever he needed to do to win that game. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, he basically... I mean, a, 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 lot, a lot of it was based on, like, width. Like a lot mm. of this thing was get about getting width to to stretch teams, and then you'll be able to play from there, put putting crosses. But it, it it changed dependent on the game, and it's changed dependent on his coaching staff staff as well. So it's yeah. like it's just whatever. I mean, with Ten Hag, and the thing I liked about Ten Hag re- reading about him is that he was not he's not wedded to one style of play. He will do. What he thinks is best that suits the squad. So before to win Ajax, again, bro. Yeah. yeah. So be, so before Ajax, when they had uh, a midfield of Schoen, uh, De Jong, and v- Van der Beek, they were, they, they were best in transition. By 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 the time that that team had moved on and it became like um, Alvarez, Gavin Birch, Berghaus, it was more of a possession based team. So he he can do either or. So. Basically, it just it depends on the player, player, the players we are able to get in, and then he he he, he will do what he sees fit. Yeah, I I, I like that breakdown. Um, next one is from last few questions. Uh, Jermaine A. This is the first trophy since Mourinho's famous treble. Are we going all the way to the quadruple? <laughs> Sure, man. This is why you always take it too far. You're going too far now, man. You're going too far. They sounded like Nigo Fools, man. Nigo Fools. Abdi13 underscore. Do you think Victor Osimhen's link up play is good enough for him and Rashford to play together? No, but we're just going to have to get it cooking because he's cooking. You know like, what? Yeah, I feel like Victor Osman is getting to a place in the United fan base where, like, you can't really say bad things about him anymore. You can't say, just, 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 <laughs> just, there's, a, there's a player like that every single year where we're linked with a player, the United fans become obsessed with him, and you can't say anything bad about them. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to be, I feel, like, I nah. really like him. Like, every time I watch him, like, I see something else about his game that I really like. So, I t- he wouldn't be, he would, like, if, if you're going to ask me, Who's the ideal striker you'd want? Like, it wouldn't be awesome man because I just me is this is a personal preference kind of thing. He's not my type of striker. Okay. I like I like the Benzema type of strikers. You know, like mm. the, the link combining like that's me. You know, what I mean, that's my type of striker. Like, awesome is more of like a last shoulder outlet, blah blah blah. blah. That's fine, isn't it? Like, but he's like. He's probably the best one available in the market. He's like, causing too much damage, man. Yeah, it's, it's, just not, it's, it's not like there's a plethora of options out yeah. there that we could get. Like, so yeah. 
And I, I think you can, you, can make, you can make you can make two outlets work. We, we flipping watch Jamie Vardy and Harvey Barnes almost go to the Champions League, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? So like, man, right. coach, coach has got a coach, man. It just is yeah, like, like, coach has got a coach. I, I think the thing that annoys me about Osman is that it's it's like the extremes. Like, there's people on one side that say it can't work. There's people on another side that said it will. Like, we have to get him. He's the most. He's the most important thing since sliced bread. It's like there's a, there's actually a, a middle ground. A middle like, place, yeah. like for me, there's like never a middle ground on United Twitter. You bro, know that. But, <laughs> when he was with the Jaden Sancho, we wasn't allowed to sign any other winner yeah. in the world. Wait, that was it. That was yeah. it. <laughs> like it's just like, but for me with Osman, what I what I've seen, I, I've looked. I was looking at his shot map today, and most of his shots come for, from the right hand side of the box or that right that right channel. channel. So mm. if if we do get him, that still leaves that left hand side for Rashford, and then Osman can mainly operate that right right hand side. And also, our best crosser right now is Shaw, and that's one thing that Osman really likes as well. And he does mm. like it at the back post. Um, Elijah, you know who loves playing that light, that nice little through ball into that right hand channel space? Anthony, Ahmad Diallo. Oh, to be fair, Anthony does as well, but uh, Ahmad as well. But like that—that's the thing for me. It, it actually would work okay, but the problem is, is that what one thing I, I don't want him for a personal reason because if he flops, that's a Nigerian flopping at United. I, I, I can't have that. <laughs> I just have to smash it, you know. Yeah, bro, that that would be so bad. And but and also like obviously the link play. Um, people people try to make out that he can. He's, he's amazing at link play and hold up play. He's not the best at it. Like, l- let's keep it real. Like, he's not the best at it. But it's like it can. His hold up play can get better. Um, but yeah, he's just a di- dynamic threat. And to like to be honest, I said last season, if this guy stays fit, he's gonna bag goals because like. The guy just knows how to get all types of goals, and he's just—he's one of the worst players to play against. He doesn't. I honestly just think he—I just honestly think he's just unstoppable. Like, yeah, he doesn't let you. You can't stop him. I I watch Chris Smalling is a really good defender, right? I watch Chris Smalling get the better of him for like seventy minutes, and then there was like he he fell asleep for a split second. That goal was quality, man. That was quality. That was quality. Yeah. His individual, like his individualism, yeah, is like that's one thing that I really love. Could like you can't sleep, like one thing, and uh, uh, and the thing is, he will try something mad, and it might not always come off, but that one time it comes off, he can win you a game. So that, mm. so that goal that um, he never about. stops. That's why bro, he's a new. That's what I'm about to ask. What's his intensity he's like across the? He's on swinging. He's on beef. He's on his, beef. his pressing is incredible. Like off yeah. the ball, he's on it. He's on it. He's Do you know what's so much, yeah? yeah. Osman converted me because, like, I was, like, totally not on it. I'm just like, listen, this resting and it's not going to work, in it? And I, mm. as Reem said, I've got a preference for strikers or whatever. I'll click on BT Sport, Napoli versus someone, Osman slaps you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Bro, you know what? Uh, I still don't want him. Next week, I'll click on BT Sport, Osman slaps it again. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> He's showing out. He's showing out. He showed up and he showed out. But like the thing is, like even in his two previous seasons where he's had injuries, if you look at the amount of minutes he's played at Mm. and actual goals he scored, he's always done sick numbers. Now he's just doing it because he's staying fit. But that's also, but that's also another problem. 
the guy plays at such an, an intensity and he just does things where he's basically Brooklyn. he's basically like Phil Jones in terms of you should you should not put your head there. So so, yeah. so he'll be out for like so that's why he still wears a mask because like like he he, he legit needs it because the guy is so mad. Like he will put his face anywhere, his leg, he will do anything, he will contort his leg to get a ball that no one should be able to get. And it's like that like crazy, crazy. They want like 150 million for him. I was about to say the cost, man. The cost is gonna be insane. Yeah, I know he uh, I think he has two years left as well. Yeah. And also with Napoli, the way they got him. So the, the thing that you're <laughs> yeah. cooking the books. Yeah, so the thing that your events are being investigated for, the way they got Osman was was actually the same way. So 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 if it was me, I'm saying, you know what? As a peace offering, let's just sell him and then you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, but yeah, man, we'll that, see. That cost gonna be crazy. We'll see, man. That's a lot of lot of money. Depends who buys us, but we'll, we'll speak on that later. Born and Golly. Um, <laughs> no, there's bare question. I'm just gonna pick a couple. Chana underscore CJ. Would you keep Sabitzer for next season? He looks like a better version of Fred. Yeah, I keep it for next season, but not to start. Okay. No, I like um, what you saying, uh, squad Yeah. Yeah, but um, depends on how, how much money we have. If we are, if we're able to get like, to be honest, uh, because he's not gonna get rid of um, Fred and McTominay. Um, so I think Fred will probably stay. McTominay hopefully hopefully leaves. If we do get a, another centre mid, that doesn't leave much in terms of a defensive mid- midfielder to get to back up Casemiro. So it's a bit. That's the problem there, but ideally, I would like to keep him because I feel like he's just he's, he's he's the type of squad player you want where he's reliable enough, where um you're you're able to understand you might you'll get at least uh, like a five or six out out of ten most weeks. Whereas with Fred, it's like I can't I can't do it anymore. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, people asking about Osimhen. People wanting AWB to get his flowers. Some more people asking about Sabitza. And okay, final question from Chenny Boy: What's the best quality about Eric Ten Hag? His ruthlessness. I think for me, he's he does what a coach is supposed to do. Like, there's so many coaches that are so like. What's the word, Elijah? Is it dogmatic? Yeah. That, like, they have their philosophy, they have their system, and, like, they they will try to force it no matter what. Like, he gets the best out of the qualities of the players that he has available to him. And he's done that. Even with, like, Weghorst. Weghorst has come in. He come in to play as a nine. It's not really been worked out. He's kind of found, like, a different role where some of Weghorst's skills could be more valuable to the team, like, those are the kind of things he's been doing all season. So, I feel like the better the players you give him... The better the, the outcome. The better the outcome, because he's getting the most out of limited players right yeah, now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. That's that. He's given me that confidence. That's all I've said so far. Is that we've got the right manager, and as long as we get him the right players, and have no doubts, we'll be up there tussling with the very best teams. And I think that's something that um, I've said over the years, where I've had complaints about managers. So, for example... Um, even with someone like Guardiola, who's had all, all, all amounts of money, you will see him um, not ha- 
have a left back and then he will convert Delph to a left back or he'll convert Zinchenko into left back. He might not have a striker. He'll play a false nine and he will get to successful re- results. But then you but then you will have so many of these managers will be like, ah, oh, um, I, I don't have, have the squad for uh, to, to fit in that position. Like, uh, I can't do anything. Like, you will see your Mourinho complaining, your Van Gaal. And then, I mean, it's just, for me, it's so annoying because at the end of the day, your job is to manage these things. Not you can't have the perfect yeah. all the time. So right. it really pisses it really pisses me off when when whenever a manager says that. So it, it, I'm I'm actually so happy about Ten Hag because he's just shown like a, a lot of these managers they've just taken the the fucking piss with with the amount of resources <laughs> that they've had. They've actually take, t- taken the piss, and it's just like it's just good to see an actual coach actually find solutions whether it be easy solutions or solutions completely out of the blue he is finding solutions and that's all you can hope for facts um him and Amy Guardiola you mentioned they see they see skill sets you know uh and they see these skill sets and they think of what are the problems this team needs to solve on the pitch yeah he's a striker but he can also solve this problem in terms of workhorse and whatnot um so yeah, no, I'm I'm really really happy we've got a a, a good manager. Fergie even took him. I'm sure he took the other managers to dinner too. But Fergie's like, don't don't be winning no league titles before I die, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Someone said he told him exactly what games Arsenal is gonna lose. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone said. Someone said the Haya has stayed in the team to preserve for for Ferguson's le- legacy. And I said, you know what? That might explain his trip form. That might explain his trip form. Because fucking all, mate. Oi, they said he took him out for dinner to tell him what games Arsenal are going to lose. <laughs> nah, man. Bro, because I, because I swear to God, he done that exact thing in 2008 as well. Brother. <laughs> all right, lads. How many years have we been doing Mugga now? What, is this our fourth season? Third season? 19, 20, 21, 20, fourth season. Fourth season. Finally got a coach. We actually hey, got a team that we can we got a team we can get behind. We didn't we didn't hop on those false dawns. Uh, Mourinho finishing second. You lot trying to convince us that Oli unbeaten away record. This is Oi. the real shit. This that is the real nasty, shit. Man. Yeah, listen, we man, people have to do life. you're starving. You have to understand that when you're starving, you'll take anything. You'll eat anything, scraps. Not us though. Not us though. So I can look at you guys, your winners, but this is just a start. This is a taster, yeah? So we'll, we'll keep it moving. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Love. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U.
days till the bar's done. Slap one, slap two, that she danced on. Like Rashford, I'm a fast one. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Podcast Network.